He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. My guest is one of the most beloved personalities not only in the world of rock radio as the host of the longtime syndicated program Hard Drive, which you hear Sunday nights here on Laser. He's also one of the most well-traveled, well-spoken, well-respected, and I hear highly hygienic figures under this circus tent we all know and love as rock and roll. He is Lou Brutus, author of the forthcoming memoir, Sonic Warrior, My Life as a Rock and Roll Reprobate, Tales of Sex, Drugs, and Vomiting in Inopportune Moments, release date next Tuesday. Last we spoke, Lou, at least in person, was the Iowa State Fair in August, which looking back feels like a lifetime ago. You know, that was the best concert event I have been at in years. Uh, you know, I've seen Slipknot, I don't even know how many times, 50 to 100 times. And uh, some of them have been historic shows for the band. Some have been uh, sort of crazy shows for the band. Uh, but that was certainly the most powerful and emotional that I ever saw the group. Uh, I, I never saw them quite in moods like that, both before and after the performance. Plus, and, and people thought I was goofing at the time, I was so stoked to finally attend the Iowa State Fair. I'd want to go to the Iowa State Fair uh, for my entire life, so that was uh, that was pretty exciting. But yeah, we spoke about the book then, and uh, here's the thing out on Tuesday, and, and Laser gets mentioned in it. You guys get name-dropped uh, in one of the chapters. Uh, it's the uh, chapter entitled, The Time I Escaped the Wisconsin State Police and Their Fake Phallus Felony Enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, this sort of goes into um, uh, my relationship with Slipknot, um, most specifically uh, with Corey, uh, who was, uh, of course, kind enough to write the foreword for the book. And, and he was one of the main people who sort of kept prodding me to finish the damn thing. Yeah, uh, You know, I don't remember if I mentioned to you last year at the fair, um, he had come to me, at this point it would have been about a year and a half ago, and uh, said, hey, I've got the foreword ready to go for the book. Where's the book? Where's the book? And I said, oh, well, I've got chapters I still want to add. I still want to make it longer. And he looked at me like I was the dumbest guy on the planet and <laughs> said, you effing idiot, you just write another book after this one. Get the first one out. And I, was like, I, and I swear to God, I had never, never even dawned on me before. So, uh, and it was right around that time that uh, I signed the uh, the book deal with my publisher. So, yeah, everything is uh, everything is hitting. But uh, you know, I, I I talk about Corey first listening to the show when he worked in the porn shop, and he would listen on Sunday nights on Laser. That's so right. You guys are uh, you guys are right there in the uh, the thick of that chapter, and the rest of the chapter to uh, talk about the, the, the fake phallus felony enforcement. Um, it tells the story of uh, me flying to Madison, Wisconsin, to surprise the guys on the closing night of the Subliminal Versus tour. And I, I had been with them through that entire cycle. Uh, I had lived with the band for a while out in Los Angeles as they were recording, um, saw some ghosts there. <laughs> the place is actually haunted. Um, but anyway, uh, I showed up dressed as Hunter Thompson, as, as you know, I, I like to do sometimes for fun. Uh, I have no hobbies, so, you know, I do weird things. Um, and, and, you know, Corey and Clown are big Hunter Thompson fans. Hunter Thompson, of course, the writer of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas of and many other things. 
Uh, and the book goes heavily into uh, this this uh, this encounter where um, I surprise the band at the venue, and uh, um, I'm going to do the introductions on stage. And uh, I was in the dressing room with Corey and uh, uh, his his first wife, the lovely Miss Scarlett. Uh, and uh, Scarlett and I were, were kind of chatting on one side of a curtain. Corey is standing on the other side of the curtain, uh, and uh, I figure he's getting ready for the show. Shadows Fall was the opening band. They had just gone on stage, uh, and uh, Corey said, uh, okay, okay, Hunter, I'm ready, and I turn around, and, and he's stark naked. He is naked, <laughs> naked. Uh, naked <laughs> except for his slipknot mask. His hair was just pulled into pigtails. Oh, my God. Uh, and um, he's got... Now, I didn't want to stare and be rude. His junk was covered by, I think, it was a black plastic bag wrapped with duct tape with, I don't know if there was stuff stuffed inside, I don't know. Oh, man. It, it looked like a baseball bat. <laughs> uh, and uh, he put a robe on and then led us out to the stage where he then walked out in the middle of Shadow's Fall set. Uh, and started prancing around after he dropped the robe he was wearing. Oh, my God. Uh, and then Scarlet shoved me out onto the stage, so I started <laughs> chasing him around, dressed as Hunter Thompson, swatting at the fake phallus with my fly swatter. <laughs> uh, 10,000 people going crazy, shadows fall, trying to just get through their song. And then the Wisconsin State Police show up. So anyway, that's the basis of that chapter. Um and that's what the book really is. It's a, it's a bunch of crazy stories from, uh, from my career. You know, I will say, Lou, despite the less-than-ideal situation we're all in here, while you had plans to get out, meet the fans, sign some copies of the book, all of that having been wiped off the itinerary, there might not be a more perfect time to rediscover reading. And in your book, I really should have paced myself, but I blew through all of it in two nights. Yeah, it's, uh, and thank you for saying that. Um, you know, uh, Vaudeville Muse, was one of the places on the list for the uh, for the book tour, and yeah, it sucks that the book tour is postponed. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, with all of the uh, tragedy and horrible things going on, if the worst thing that I have to deal with through all of this is my book tour being postponed, then I will consider myself an extremely lucky individual. That being said. Um, yeah, you know, it's um, it's a weird time for everything, and, and certainly in the middle of it to be releasing the book. But yeah, I think because people are cooped up, they're looking for something to read, they're looking for something fun to read that will take their minds off their problems. Uh, and also, I, I think another thing that plays into this, strangely enough, is... Um, Pretty much all the stories um, deal with concerts and covering bands and, and all of these things I've been doing for the last 30 or 40 years. Uh, and since we can't go to concerts right now, we can at least read about going to concerts. So in, in some ways, it's a horrible time to release a book. And, and in other ways, it's, you know, kind of a good time to release a book. And, and good in that I hope that maybe it will give people um, a break from their troubles and get their minds off of it. Um, it's not a, a scandalous book. Um, you know, I could have written it. Hell, I know you could write. You know, you and I have seen so many things behind the scenes where I could no doubt. a tell-all book <laughs> that would have made a lot of people uh, miserable. 
but I don't want to be an a-hole about things. So, you know, that's not the kind of book I, I wanted to write. You know, when I when I sat down to do this, I wanted to write a fun book. And it certainly it lets you know exactly how things work behind the scenes in rock and roll, which is crazy enough. Uh, and I've seen a lot of wacky stuff. <laughs> um, but I left out things or names where I think someone would be embarrassed or inconvenienced or would get them divorced or in trouble with the law <laughs> because i could write a uh, an awesome crazy ass book without doing that and again maybe i would have sold more copies if i <laughs> if i ruined some lives <laughs> but uh, i wanted to be able to look at myself in the mirror and, and again that's not the kind of that's not the tone i wanted well maybe like our mutual friend Corey taylor has done and, and suggested you know you're pacing yourself as well in these books and maybe you know we'll have two three four more books from you maybe you will get to the point like Corey did where you just don't give an f anymore and you let that all lose who knows uh you know <laughs> maybe but um uh, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I don't know that I would ever want to write something like that, but yeah, there are plenty of other stories, and this is what I'm punching up on my computer, um, because I sort of rushed to finish this thing, I left out a, a, a number of chapters, I can share with you a number of the chapter titles that did not make the book that would likely be in the next book if you want to hear it. Oh, I, you know what? I would love this. I, I just had a, a talk with Don Jameson the other day, and we talked yeah, about talked, his yeah. we talked about his new comedy album. And one of the things I asked him was about titling the tracks and how much fun that exercise is in the scope of a project like that. I imagine titling book chapters can be kind of fun, too, so this will be good. Yeah, because, well, you know, here, here let's do an A-B. I'll, I'll read you off some of the chapter titles in the book, and then I'll, I'll give you a, a, a glimpse of some of the stuff that is not in the book. So in the book, we have chapters like the time I attended my first concert and threw up on Carlos Sanchez, <laughs> uh, which is about my first show, Madison Square Garden, Black Sabbath, Ted Nugent. I had the flu, uh, but I still downed an entire bottle of Boone's Farm strawberry wine Oof. and basically power vomited on most everybody in Madison Square Garden that night. Uh, another chapter is entitled the time I went to the Arctic and got in a mosh pit with a bunch of kids in polar bear fur while Metallica sang about sodomizing a goat, which is about uh, Metallica brought me with them up to the Arctic for the Molson Ice Polar Beach Party, and uh, hilarity ensued. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Oh, the time our tour bus ran over a guy on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> That's a fairly exciting chapter. The guy sure. turned out to be all right. Had he been horribly injured, it would not have uh, uh, made the book. Um, the, one of the, uh, the oh, there's one uh, about traveling with Star Set that's entitled The Time I Was Peed On by a Famous Rock and Roll Dog. <laughs> um, there was, uh, and, and this one, uh, this is about backstage at, um, with Pantera on an Ozfest back in 2000. Uh, as you, uh, you know, you and I have discussed, and I know you've spoken about on the air, mostly when you're backstage, it's the most boring place to be on the planet. No doubt. But once in a while, once in a while, it's not. Uh, and that leads <laughs> to the title of this chapter, the time I was backstage, and it was exactly like what people think backstage is like, but usually never do. <laughs> uh, and uh, that involves Pantera, Naked Stripper, Bent over a toilet, being used as a table for cocaine. Oh man! Uh, no names were mentioned. Uh, no, no, no names of anybody who happened to be in that portion of the party. Uh, but uh, that, that's a that's a pretty good story. Now, now those are chapters that are in the book. But here are some of the chapters that would be in a second book uh, if I ever get around to it. 
the time Eddie Van Halen named his band after me. Yes, I know this story. This is awesome. The honest to God, true story. Eddie Van Halen, uh, uh, I was working in Chicago, uh, and I canceled a vacation uh, on my wife's... And we were, <laughs> We're supposed to. We're supposed to go to my wife's birthday instead. I'm going to tell her, "Hey, Eddie Van Halen's doing a charity event here in Chicago, and they want me to host it." And uh, Eddie <laughs> called up, and uh, so Eddie uh, brought in the band. It was uh, him, Steve Lukather, uh Pat Torpy, and Billy Sheehan. Wow! Uh, and they were they were playing a benefit for Jason Becker, the famous guitar shredder, who was a, a good friend of uh, uh, of Eddie and many of the guys. And uh, he is still alive, thank God. Uh, suffering from ALS, but uh, uh, as a gesture uh, to me canceling the vacation, um, Eddie named the band after me and called it the Lou Brutus Experience. Unreal. Uh, so, so there's that, and, and and some of the other uh, some of the other chapters include the time 150,000 deadheads dropped acid right outside of my lonely teenage bedroom. <laughs> um, the time I danced on Hitler's grave with Pink Floyd. Oh, man. Uh, the time Vinnie Paul taught me how to drink without throwing up all over everybody. <laughs> um, the time I had a wild adventure with Bill Murray. Oh. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, here's one. Here's one. The time I turned down a private lunch with Pope John Paul II to spend time with Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, my God. I'd, now, if I saw that chapter in a book, I'd go, well, there's a book i got to read. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but again, honest to God, true story. Um, so anyway, you know, um, uh, the book, Sonic Warrior, it, it's filled with stories like this. And, and each chapter is a standalone story. And it's just all this, this crazy stuff that's gone on. And, and one of the cool things about the book is the illustrations that go with it. Uh, for anybody who follows me online, and of course I'm super active, uh, the page is uh, Lou Brutus Rocks on Facebook or at Lou Brutus on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm super active on there, and I post a lot of photographs. I do a lot of photography, a lot of rock and roll stuff, a lot of travel stuff. been an on-field photographer for Major League Baseball for over 10 years. But the surprise is that there are no, Ill uh, there are no photographs in the book because I did not have one for every story, and that lack of consistency really bugged me. So what I did was reach out to my friend Alan McBain, and Alan is a, uh, a world-famous graphic artist, uh, and he and I have been working together for decades, and, and he's done an original black-and-white illustration, uh, very Mad Magazine-esque for uh, each one of the chapters. So, uh, so yeah, and it finally hits on Tuesday. Uh, you can get the book. The, the best thing if circumstances were different, would be to buy from a local bookstore. Because yeah. if we don't support local bookstores, they're going to go the way of local record stores, local music stores, where they are very hard to find. That's right. Um, but that being said, you can order the book right now from Amazon, from bookshop.org. You can order from Barnes & Noble. Uh, there is also an audio book, like it's seven and a half hours. Uh, it's me narrating, and you can get Sonic Warrior as an audiobook from Kindle. You can get it from Audible. You can get it from Google Play. You can get it from iTunes. Anywhere that you buy any other book or audiobook, you can get Sonic Warrior. And again, it's, uh, you know, originally I considered it sort of a summertime read. Uh, and this is, this is back to what you're talking about, Ann. Mm -hmm. Um, 
where, you know, it, the chapters are short, it's really fun, you can blast through the book in a couple of days if you, uh, if you have the time. Uh, and I thought, you know, it'd be a good summertime read and a good book for the election year, because, you know, everybody is at one another's throats. And, um, you know, I think everybody needed a break before and with everything uh, going on that's been thrown into the mix, I, I think maybe they could use an extra break now. So it's, uh, you know, uh, like you said, maybe it's a, a really, really good time for uh, for a book like this. And the initial reviews have all been great and the sales have been great. I've been topping some of the uh, Amazon charts. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's an exciting, weird time for me right now. But uh, I, I just hope it, it makes people happy and gets their minds off their problems for a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, loved it. Uh, we'll probably go check out the audio version, although I will admit to you, I have this skill where if I know the author as I'm reading the words, I can actually hear it in that person's voice. So maybe subconsciously, at least when I've read through Sonic Warrior, I was hearing you. I was hearing Corey when I was reading the foreword. Um, so maybe the audio book would probably be about the same, but it is always good to hear your voice, Lou, I will say. Yeah, uh, and I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and, and again, I've heard that from a number of people, and that's really good in several ways. Um, one, it's just good that they would hear my voice, and they know my voice, and I suppose that's really good. You bet. Um, but, but also the way the book is written is very much like I tell these stories and the, the, the book really just grew out of me telling these stories to folks like yourself and all of our, our media and music friends around the world. Uh, you know, whenever we get together, we, we all trade war stories. I call them rock and roll war stories. And because I've been doing, I've been lucky enough to do this for so long and at, at such a level that uh, I've done a lot of stuff and seen a lot of crazy stuff. So I've ended up with a, a lot of really wild stories. Um, and uh, so the way it's written is like just if I was standing with you at the bar. And uh, that that's why I think it sort of lends itself to, uh, you know, hearing a voice in your head. Very conversational. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the way it should be. And, uh, you know, um, for as bad as things are right now, um, and it's certainly uh, extremely serious, I, I do want everybody to remember that this is going to end, that this is not going to go on forever. Uh, and it's easy to get really depressed uh, or really anxious. And, and trust me, I go through those phases several times mm. a day myself with all this. But I don't want people to lose hope. And um, we're, in the, we're in the dark part of the story right now. But we're going to get through it all. And, uh, you know, I think the sooner that we take care of business and do the right things, the, the quicker we will be out of this and we'll be back at concerts and uh, we'll be back doing book tours and we'll be back with our friends and family. But uh, I really do want to stress that because every day I see people who get super depressed and I worry about their mental health. Um, and these are things that should certainly not be taken lightly. But I also don't want you to lose sight of the fact that we are all going to get through this, that this will end. Um, and uh, I look forward to that day very, very much. I, I wish I could just hit the fast forward button and I'm at Vaudeville Muse autographing copies of my book. 
Well, it really makes you appreciate these things we take for granted much of the time. And uh, when we do make it through all of this, I think the appetite for live events like concerts and even something like a book signing here in Des Moines, Iowa with Lou Brutus, I think is going to be massive. When we get the book tour back on track for later this year, uh, you know, Vaudeville Muse we were using because I, I wanted to do some stuff in some rock places and mm. we tie into local booksellers so you can get the book at at the event. Uh, and, you know, then I, I come out, I sort of do an overview of the book. Uh, I read uh, sample chapters. Uh, we have audio visuals, so we go through some photographs related to the stuff, uh, all of the illustrations. I do the reading and then sort of wade out into the crowd and, and do question and answer. And then, you know, I'll sign anything that uh, that people want to uh, bring out. And uh, to do them in places where there's liquor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm thinking it'll hopefully turn out well maybe in maybe in the future maybe with future hindsight it'll turn out that wasn't such a great idea <laughs> uh, but that that's how we're going to do uh that's how we're going to do a lot of them and uh i certainly want to uh, uh do the makeup date for uh uh for there in des moines and uh yeah and just get back with people uh and have fun and remember why we all love music in the first place but uh uh, I know the sales uh, in uh, across Iowa have been really, really good. My publisher has told me about the, you know, the uh, the pre-order sales for all the autographed copies that came in, and and those have shipped, and you know, um, all of the they've been tracking the sales on uh, on Amazon and uh, on Barnes and Noble, and it's really been through the roof out there. And I'm uh, pleasantly shocked by all that, um, mm. but it feels really good. And again, I I just really hope that the book makes people laugh and gets their minds off of their troubles. Uh, and, and so long as you're not grossed out by the chapter with, with Motley Crue's roadies, uh, <laughs> I, I think we'll all be fine. Sonic Warrior, My Life as a Rock and Roll Reprobate, Tales of Sex, Drugs, and Vomiting at Inopportune Moments. Lou, you can't see Iowa without the butter cow's eyes. You know, people are still trying to track those stickers down. It's crazy. There's, there's, there's actually then there's a parody account set up. Moo Brutus. Called Moo, Moo Brutus. Yep. Uh, so, so that's there. Now that's not to be confused with. There's uh, Luther Brutus, the cat. <laughs> there's Lou Brutus, the dog. <laughs> there are. I, I think there's a couple of fake Darla the Wonder Dog sites set up. Like my. <laughs> Darla needs to be verified. That's what I think. You know, I should look into that. <laughs> If she got verified, that that would that would be the height of hilarity. Listen, uh, if there are parody accounts out there, she should be verified one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I had I hadn't thought of it that way. That's actually genius. Yep. And uh, it's one of the one of the ways that you know helps get you verified. But uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm just glad to uh, to be at home with Sam, and so far so good. Uh, and and. Darla looks at me a couple of times each day and then looks at the door and looks at me and looks at the door like, dude, you got to get out of here. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, oh. uh, you know, I'm glad to have the home studio and I have a large library of books, music and movies so I can, you know, keep myself fairly, uh, fairly entertained through all of the current unpleasantness which we will as you said get through i'm an eternal optimist as you are lou and i always appreciate you taking the time for me my man well you guys have been so great to me and you have been on board with uh with hard drive since day one uh and i've always been deeply appreciative the people in iowa 
the rockers have treated me like gold uh, for close to 25 years now, uh, and I am uh, uh, I I don't know why. Uh, I don't think I deserve it, but uh, please know that I really, really appreciate it, and I just hope everybody uh, gets uh, uh, gets a kick out of the book and gets some enjoyment. And when you do get Sonic Warrior, you know, post pictures of it, tag me on everything, uh, you know, do everything you can to help me spread the word, and uh, again, I'll, uh, I'll appreciate it a lot. Consider it done. Thanks again, my friend. All right, Andy. Stay well, be well, and please give my best to everybody on that end.